Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Seminole Headlines, 93.3, Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Time for headliner questions. We'll get to them in a moment. First, we have to thank Dr. Birch, Birch Orthodontics, for sponsoring the hour as uh, she has wont to do these days, and it's a good thing. We appreciate that. Best in the business. Take it away, Ira. Yay, braces. <laughs> BirchOrthodontics.com is the website. If you or anybody in your family or anybody you know, neighbors, or if you look, if you're walking down the street and somebody's got really bad, jacked up teeth, jacked up teeth, give them Dr. Birch's card. Just don't even say anything. Just say here. Virtual mm. dogs, they'll take care Is of you. Good at, that seems like it might be rude and not proper etiquette. I mean, hey, your hey. kid's beautiful, but those teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, anyway, they do. They are the best in the business. All the latest technology. Uh, our kids went there. My kids, Jeff's kids have gone there. Stephanie's kids have gone there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gene's kids have gone there. Everybody's kids have gone there. You need to go. And they also uh, will help people that are older and li- like later in life if you decide you need um, any orthodontic work. They do tremendous work. The website is birchorthodontics.com. Free consultations, payment plans, and a little Florida State talk on the side. There it is. Yeah, you can be like 62, yes. freshly divorced, really self-conscious about those jacked-up teeth that get you the, were able to ignore for years. Get the restart yeah, going. There, yeah. yeah, go get some help. It's going to be all right. Your life's not over at 62 because <laughs> you're divorced. I did. Uh, go judging the game. Judging by the chat, uh, the Taylor Swift talk wasn't real popular. I didn't think so. Although I think a few people did notice, did mention that maybe it was better than if we had talked about Florida State basketball. They would prefer Taylor Correct. Swift over Florida State. Y'all want to go down that path? No. Well, oh. we're going to have to because there's some questions about it. And I do want to talk about it. I do want to talk. Not long. Not, not an inordinate well, amount of time. Let's see if, if you get to a question, we'll answer a question. Well, we, we, we are going to get to a question. I saw early on both the Facebook and the Twitter feeds that there are questions. That'll happen when you're 0-3 and you've lost two home games. Yikes. The two powerhouses. Tom writes, true or false, the goal of a top 10 2023 recruiting class is a bit arbitrary. FSU is 17, but only one point behind Miami in average. Rankings don't account for need slash fit and don't account for teams utilizing the portal. No doubt we'll need better classes for titles, but that will come in 2024. He makes a good point, Tom does there. I, I do think the modern era of recruiting kind of shifts the, the, the way you view these classes because of what you can do to supplement uh, the, the high school ranks with the transfer portal. Yeah, and I think that's going to be – that's why I, I haven't gotten too worked up about this recruiting class because they have 15 commitments – 
they're probably going to have, you know, maybe five more guys in this class. They're not going to get 10, 12 more guys in this class because they have to save space for the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. And they may be, to the point you guys were making, they may be more attractive to transfer portal guys who only have that one year or the two year than some of these other schools might be for a high school kid. So I think, man, I, I think they're going to do really well in the transfer portal again. And if they do that with a nice solid class of 15, 18, 20 guys, that, but that's not going to get them in the top 10 of the recruiting rankings. But it seems like that's what people want. Like that's, There's a desperation for that validation when I don't know, man. I'd, I think I'd take my chances with the portal for another year at least. Yeah, because and also they should start ranking the portal. The portal yeah. Well, that, that is, I, mean, I think, the next step. To, by the way, I, I, without question, it is. Because if you finish, let's just say you finish at 17th uh, on signing day, but you bring in, I don't know, seven starters, right. five starters that have bona fides from somewhere else you've seen play and you know can play, yeah, man, that's a, that's, it's huge. You're not waiting on anything at that point, uh, barring an injury, unfortunately, think like that with Winston Wright. What, what would their recruiting class have been last year if you account for uh, Micah Pittman, Trey Jared Benson. Burse, Trey Benson, and Johnny Wilson. I mean, those are four. Throw Demetri Emanuel in there, Jazz players. in there, throw in. Yeah, I mean, goodness gracious. Tatum Bethune. Well, yeah, yeah that's another big one. You're absolutely right. Uh, hey, guys, love the show. And yay, Sausage. Over, under, one and a half coaching changes to this staff this offseason. I get many groups have been performing well on field, but I think we still need better recruiting to the point that we were talking about here. I don't know. If they go 10-3, and three, guys, I don't know how many changes you're going to see. Uh, maybe unless some. You're having, unless somebody goes somewhere else, if they get hired away from you. Yeah, and I think – and somebody I was talking to somebody about this earlier today, actually, about you know what Florida State's going to do, what kind of commitment they're going to have to make to Mike Norvell at the end of the season mm-hmm. if they do win nine or ten games. And I do think that – Jimmy Sexton's going to be on the call, and they're going to be having to negotiate, and, and which is fine. He deserves it. They've they've had this success, um, but I honestly think you know Jimbo's mentality at the very in the early years. Remember, not towards the end, but in the earlier years, he was more focused more on the assistants. He That's was more right. focused on the assistants, and the, and I think Mike Norvell's got that mindset. Uh, you'd like to think it'll last longer, and with Mike Norvell, but but I think that's going to be his mindset. So. Yeah, there's going to be some hot commodities on the staff. I, I, I definitely believe that. But I think they'll step up to keep this staff in place because I think continuity is important. Well, if you are if you have the, the foresight to recognize that me making five point whatever million dollars a year for the next 10 years is more important than making $6 million next year, you're, you're going to want that money spread out amongst those vitally important staff members like Alex Atkins yeah. who uh, – it would behoove you to hold on list. to, yeah. yeah. It, it would, it you would could be. also say, hey, you could kick some of that money to a collective. You could. You could say that too. Instead of giving me an extra eight hundred k, I'll just take two hundred k and go get me some. Uh, go get me some uh, defensive linemen. A couple of weeks ago, I half joked that we should throw in a reverse pass inside the three yard line. This is from Eric. Given that we've had some suspect play calls trying to score on short yardage, but lo and behold, not only did they do it, they scored. And, hey, listen, Eric, you must have missed the hour number two. He did the hour number two last week. It's here. I'm looking at it. I mean, the, the, he was calling for it again here, Corey, but you don't do that. I mean, back I'm not to- doing it every week, gang. No. I, we cover a winning football team. This is not – this is commonplace now to go out on the road and, and beat the bejesus out of teams. Jack wants to know how bad would we beat the Kansas City Chiefs with this healthy lineup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it comes down to the fourth quarter. I, I think it's just – it's going to be Mahomes first, Travis, whoever has the ball last. <laughs> Has, FF, has FSU ever sold out a noon home game? Yes. 
I remember going to a big one, I think back in 2001 versus Miami when game day was inside the stadium. Not even sure if that was a sellout. What circumstances would it take for a noon sellout, in your opinions? It ain't going to be this one. Uh, yeah. No. Back in the uh, day, yeah, all, used the to happen all the big games were at noon. Yeah. All the big Florida games. Well, we played Miami at noon a lot yeah, back in the day. Which yeah. sucked. Yeah. I, cool if the games were at night. They might have been a little different. Well, did, did students come for like on time for noon games back then? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, for Miami, they did. Yeah. For Miami, they did. Now, the other ones. I remember rolling on into the stadium in the uh, early 90s, mid-90s, and uh, and later with some of the lesser teams, and I'm like, well, these guys are out in the parking lot hammered. Need to rush in to see them beat <laughs> Duke by 60. Yeah, it was it was always interesting to note like how long it was going to take them to get there. All right, uh, Brandon wants to know, what do you think of Ham's roster construction this season? After watching last year, I can't figure out why he didn't get at least two post players and a point guard in the portal well, well, he got a post player, yeah. my man. He got one he of the got best in the. Got, yeah, I mean, one in the portal and one out of the high school. Yeah, so. he did. He did. Uh, they are injury riddled. They are bad. They are unfortunate. Uh, and they are, I think, going to have a long year. They'll be better than what we're seeing when they get some dudes back. But, you know, I was worried about this last year, and I brought it up. And there are so many factors to, to look at in the situation we find Florida State basketball program in. I I was worried that with the advent of NIL that it would have a, a, a greater deleterious influence on the basketball program than the football program. Because there are, and, and other things too, like other professional leagues. Ira, you know about, what is it, the, uh, what's the, the, the elite? Whatever the G League. G, the the team no, they have yeah, with the, the, yeah. With the, yeah, the Straight to the straight NBA, to the, overtime NBA, elite. Yeah, the elite. overtime elite, whatever that is, right? I worried that those two things specifically would really hurt programs like Florida State's, because you have to figure that those that prioritize winning in basketball the way that say Duke does or Kansas does, uh, well, they're going to spend a lot of money to ensure that they get the best players because they care more about winning in basketball than they do football. But we most certainly do not. But I don't know if that's the problem this year. It's not the it's, sole problem, I but I know I of two players, to, uh, Ira, two players that. But that's not that doesn't. But that was happening before. There were players who, I mean, the Florida State won in the past that they didn't get because Kansas was going to give them more money, or no, Adidas no, 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 was no. going to give them more money. I'm just saying there are more options now than ever before. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying that this particular team could have been good. It could have been good. It was picked. Fifth in the conference. It was not. This is not. This is not a team that's direct. Your three best players are on the bench. That's a problem. I mean, that's more Most than talented. just. Yeah, Baba, I was going to say, who, are, the, who do you think the three best players are? I think Baba, the the kid that transferred from Penn, the defensive player of the year. Yeah, and Ganey, and then uh, I think the uh, freshman point guard is going to be really good. Losing Ganey was devastating. Yeah, uh, for yeah. sure. Uh, I, I I think that's true. Well, they don't have a post. Like they have who they play last. The the Corhen kid had to play the whole game. Yeah, uh, and again. he's supposed and he's to be third off. Yeah, he's going to be good. He wasn't supposed ready. to play. No, he's, he's not, not ready. ready. Clearly, to be. They also a, lack a good college basketball. Player. And maybe this changes when the point guard's in there. But man, they have zero speed in the backcourt. It's there's the yeah. slowest yeah. damn backcourt in basketball. Can't get by well, anyone. But and I think I what's ha- I think what you're either. saying and. When, yeah, we don't need to spend all day on this basketball team because I think it's just we're talking about them in this window that they've gotten into because of Bobby Miller's suspension, Ganey getting hurt, the other the corner uh, Chandler getting hurt, the point guard. So you're talking about a team that I don't think is what it was supposed to be and may not be there in the future. But um, what I would say is I think people are judging those other guys who are playing based totally on what's going on right now. And I just think we've seen so many times where you're affected if 
the other pieces aren't there oh, with that's, you. That's fair. And so people are saying, well, why can't Cleveland do this? Well, teams know they don't have any other guys that can really score. So, you know, it just changes everything. And I think you probably have some guys who are dejected. There's probably some guys who are, you know, feeling like bereft of hope. As you like to say. As I like to say. So I think all of that's combining to it. I think some of these guys will look better if they have better players around them. Bob Miller just needs to be the next Kevin Durant, and everything's fine when he gets back in January. Do you guys think she uh, opens with Shake It Off, <laughs> or is that the closer? Yeah, let's get back to Taylor. Are we getting to a place where the portal mimics NFL free agency and can be counted on year in and year out, especially with the high hit rate from this staff? I think we're already there. I don't yep. think we're getting yes, to it. we're there. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 there's going to be players out there that are going to have a huge impact on this team that we don't know, even know where they are right now. Nick writes, Nobody "I want in this fan base knew who Jared Verse was. Never oh. heard the name, right? Or jo- yeah. Johnny Wilson. Most Johnny people Wilson, didn't know Johnny matter, Wilson yeah. or Trey Benson. I want a dream. Who do you all think would be the best bowl opponent? I think Alabama would be amazing because it could be a win-win." For FSU. Well, I mentioned that yesterday on the show that I, I think it, that there's an outside chance you could get Bama, and that would be a lot of fun, and I think Florida you know State would be, be cool competitive. You know what would be cool about that? The most cool? Number one, Bryce Young maybe doesn't play. Will Anderson definitely doesn't play. They've probably got two or three other draftable guys that don't play. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're on the same – you're on even – if you get your guys to play, it's a pretty even contest. Well, and also, though. by the way, uh, Will Anderson's been playing, and that Alabama defense is ass. Yeah, they're not very good, are they? are not they? very good against anybody. Yeah. So, so, so you know, they've had those guys out there. Now, you're right. The quarterback doesn't play. That, that would certainly help us. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, what other names are we projecting at this point? It's kind of, you know, it's interesting. If we think they, if they, if Florida State wins out, it's the Gator Bowl, right? Don't we think? Probably. I think winner, I think winner lose, like, just go one and one. It's probably, I would think, the Gator Bowl. That'd be a great matchup against an SEC team, right? Another one. Uh, Michael wants to know, can you ask what's going on with Joshua Burrell? Have you all seen how he's looking this year in practice? He's, uh, I mean, we're not supposed to talk about certain things that right. we see in practice, right. but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's coming along, but he's, uh, also missed some time. So, yeah, there was a, there was a window there briefly yeah. where we thought he was going to yeah. play a bigger role. I, I think he's had some, he's been issuing, dealing with some issues. I think that's how Mike Norvell says it. But so, also like, is he a receiver or running back? And well, when I, you look at either room. Does it matter about Josh Burrell? And I'm not. Well, he's got to get bigger and become kid. a tight end, right? Uh, but he, I mean, he couldn't. He couldn't play on this team anyway. No matter what position he was in, right now, even I don't if know, he was. Uh, I don't know. I agree 100 percent with you. I understand where you're coming from. I thought he was showing some real strides at that time. He could be an H back type guy. That's what I'm saying. He yeah. more well, like a yeah, tight he could end. be that if they turned him into that. But it, just being a running back or a wide receiver, there's there's not a lot of time. This, that those rooms have been elevated to the point where. He might not be in either one of them. Social Piranha writes, Jordan is 586 yards away from 3,000. Benson's 226 yards away from 1,000. Do either, neither, or both achieve these milestones in the regular season? I think Benson's going to get there. I think Benson will get there. Yeah, I think they're going to ride him against Florida. Um, uh, Jordan, that's 280 a game. If you're riding Benson, you probably don't need 280 yeah. from Jordan, uh, and you, he probably won't play don't. the whole game this weekend. So, you, 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 what the last two games he 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 threw for like 160 last week, and then the game before he threw he completed 12 passes or threw 12 passes. Yeah, I don't, I don't. It'd be hard, it'd be hard it, pressed for me to see him throwing for about 300 a game the next two. Because we haven't done enough research on the raging Cajuns, I don't know what kind of defense they play. The last couple of weeks, he's faced defenses that kind of kept safeties back and made him check down a little bit. Well, certainly the last game. 
he had some big throws against Miami, but th- that's going to be part of it. If he has sh- chances to take shots, he can get to 300 yards pretty quickly. It's just uh, a matter of what the defense is doing. This is a good question, and I'm going to save it for when we come back, but it has to do with your 3-2-1 column, Ira. There you All go. Right. How about a tease, everybody? There it Ooh, is. Nice. I do know Good how job. to do it. I just don't like to do it. We'll do it. We'll come back and ask this question in a moment. Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Thanks for listening, headliners. As always, we appreciate it. We made it, guys. It is the start of the season. We would thank all of our sponsors, but right now we're going to thank Horizons because we're about to go have delicious food and some ice-cold beer, and we're going to enjoy the patio, and we're going to celebrate the return of football. You yeah. sing? I'm not going to sing this time. I, oh, I, I know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not singing this time. Guys, you know the jingle. You know how it goes, and you also know that if you go in there and sing it to them, you get your meal for free. Is that something Completely we've agreed upon? Free. Oh, yeah. I mean, get all the chicken, and and shrimp, shrimp, and everything. But you're not going to sing? I'm not going to sing. Sorry, guys. Y'all act like you don't like it, so I don't want to do it. But what, what we do like, I like the pimento cheese, and I love you the do. chicken sandwich that they have. You're Their chicken sandwich is on point. Like, it's as good as there yeah, is in the, the in the game. It's the 38 thing, it's called. 38 right? chicken it's sandwich. Yeah, delicious. It's delicious. I like it. But I always get the sun, what is it, sunset, sunrise shrimp. It's the one with the sun in it, guys. It's the shrimp. It's good. That's what I was going to say. It's really good, yeah. You get it in the tacos. I do. I get and it we get it as an appetizer. That's right. It is fantastic. Uh, All the food is great. Great beer selection, Horizons. great people. We sit on the patio. It's going to be that type Soon of weather during beautiful. football season. We've had celebrations at Horizons before. We yeah. have, man. We go there. You actually have a pretty decent chance of seeing one of us and because we're real, at Horizons That's really a lot. the draw. That Let's is the draw. We might be draw. there, folks. And I was going to say, I've been there for brunch. I don't know if you two gentlemen have, have been yeah. there for brunch. But you got the NFL season coming right around the corner it's going to be by you listen to this it might have already started go there for brunch and then you got your direct tv you can watch your nfl teams while you're eating your eggs ira where is horizons it's up on bannerman crossing off thomasville road at the intersection of bannerman back there in that plaza you know who's what favorite restaurant santa claus's favorite restaurant is oh <laughs> i'm not doing almost it got Come on, man. almost got him all right ho 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 horizons <laughs> and that's a wrap <laughs> Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. This is an interesting question. Hey, guys, Jeff, I love the comparison to the Trent-led basketball team. Question about culture. Was there a singular moment where y'all thought that something had flipped? Not trying to look back, but at a moment where y'all thought, oh, that's different. All hindsight, of course. That's from Jared. Hmm. Singular moment where we thought about something. culture. Yeah, he's asking a culture question about where you realized. Now he could be talking about when we realized Jimbo had lost the locker room and culture soured. But I think he's talking about when this when the culture came back to a healthy place that Mike Norvell had gotten this group and won the locker room over and they had taken some ownership. I mate the win at North Carolina. I was thinking that or the Clemson game last year, being in the lead in the fourth quarter against the team that's that would a good have one. The Clemson game, a hundred the year before, like actually believing you're going to go into that stadium and win, and having a real chance with five minutes left. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's been gradual, and we always do this as sports writers. We always ask people, so when was the moment you knew? Yeah, and, there's never a and they never moment, point to yeah. that one moment. They should. They should just make up something, and then we'd all go right. <laughs> help with the article, but uh, yeah, but really, I think it's probably. Been, I think. For the for like one like one specific moment, I would also point to the halftime of that Louisville game where they just decided to come out and okay, we th- what we're doing is not working. We need to play defense together, and from that point on, they started to play decent football. They weren't not a good football team, but they were at least competing together. 
I felt like that's when you started to see more and more guys buying. The oddity of that moment, and I agree with you, and that's been a hotly contested uh, debate as to whether Louisville left their foot off the gas and Florida State snuck in, or did they really flip the switch? I, the oddity of that moment is that Brownlee was a big part of it. I mean, he yeah. was ferocious in the flats in that game, coming up and hitting people and talking and getting guys to rally around him. Um, it, it's what made me like him. Well, and here's the thing. The thing about the Jarvis Brownlee story is it's not like he was part of the problem. Like, I don't think there, – there are a lot of people in the program who wish he could have stayed. It Things devolved quickly. It ended quickly. And he was immature. But it wasn't like he was a problem all along. So, Certainly so not from an effort standpoint. No, to so your point, yeah. I mean, he may not have understood everything he needed to do, but but no, he was he was part of the heading in the right direction in terms of the competing and all of that. Well, there's a physicality to him and how hard he played, and and yeah, he made mistakes, and he wasn't an elite cover corner. Yeah, it's a shame, and 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 it's going to be this way in the era where guys can just transfer willy nilly. I mean, guys have the option, and if they're slightly disgruntled or they have a level of immaturity, like a lot of young people in college do. If you can't save them in that moment, you're going to lose some guys occasionally. Hopefully your culture is such that other players can step in at that point, even if he's having a disagreement with the coach, and be like, hey, man, you don't want to leave here. You don't want to leave here. We're going somewhere good. you know." And I, and I think that's the important part about culture is that you can retain players who are maybe a little frustrated in the moment if things are moving in the right direction, and you coach consistently, and your messaging is consistent, and you're fair across the board, and you're not a hypocrite, and you do what you say and say what you do. And – and to me, or say what you mean, I I do think that's another thing that helps them, obviously, in the transfer portal. So all of a sudden, you're talking about two avenues, uh, two, two streams of talent acquisition, if you will, and that's they have that now. Well, an interesting point, because uh, I think somebody in the chat brought up Caden Lyles. Here, so here's an interesting thing. When you talk about culture, so they have that transfer candidate, Josh Braun, Braun who had played most of the season at Florida, now is, in, is going into the portal. He's at practice today. He's spending time talking to Caden Lyles on the side. Well, could there be a better testimonial for what Florida State football is and where it's going than you brought in a transfer from Wisconsin right. who blows out his knee, can't play the season, and is going to practice every day, coaching yeah. the other players. They call him Coach Lyles. And so when he tells this, this kid, I mean, it didn't work out well for him in terms of on the field. He's not playing. Right. But he can speak to what this – and that's – that's how Jared Verse, a big reason he came here was because of what Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas told him. So that is, it's a self fulfilling uh, thing there. In your 3 2 1, there you go. Circled back to it. Remembered the tease. Uh, you talked to how impactful ticket sales and memberships can be. Uh, would you guys discuss how important that is for FSU? I'm concerned on the very low percentage of alumni that are seminal boosters, members. You look at Ruiz at Miami and Hugh at UF openly for NIL. Until TV slash ACC is fixed, it's about support from all. Uh, are we concerned? Long-term concerns if you're stuck in the ACC? Yes. Yep. Real long-term concerns. The money contributed to the program tends to flow uh, when they're winning. They're on the verge of winning a lot. I think you're going to get an uptick in the amount of people that support it financially. We are at a weird crossroads in college sports, though, because I do think that people – Alumni, boosters, supporters of any kind of Florida State athletics are kind of at times wondering, what do I do? I have $1,000. I have $50,000. I've got money that I'd like to contribute to the school, but I don't know. Does it, am I better off doing that, giving it to the collective, a group like Rising Spear, or do I need to instead 
give it to the boosters and right. and how are they going to use it should i just give it to uh individual programs like you can do through these different um uh groups that you could belong to like like or you could donate or, to us when we do our live shows you could i don't know that it helps the team win when you do that but I you think can, it does yeah. man i think it all it's all hands <laughs> washing each other yeah. man there's there's interest it shows there's interest well, in the program but so it is the, a fascinating so, discussion yeah and so the equation just briefly and this is just round figures the equation five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago was say the athletics department budget was i don't know 120 million dollars so that number out there 30 million of, or so came from the acc 15 million or 20 million somewhere in that ballpark came from like the annual fund just boosters giving their contributions when they want to buy season tickets and all that all the rest of the money comes from just the revenue from you know ticket sales yeah and, ticket sales and, are a big deal concessions Very and parking and all yes. of that so the, the the pie is changing though with what Jeff talked about with the conference money all these conferences used to get somewhere between 25 to 30 35 million dollars a year the SEC and the Big Ten are going to be getting a lot more than hundred million per. And so, if you if you're in the ACC and you're not getting that, then yeah, man, that's where the private donations and and revenue streams and the things they're doing with the stadium. They want to change the stadium to get in more revenue with different suites and different things like that. That all becomes of trying to make up that difference. Now, what the future holds, we don't know. I don't think any of us think that the AC the the ACC is going to be in place. 15 years from now. Not not as currently constructed, no. So at some point, but but in the meantime, yeah, man, people giving to the boosters for their annual fund or whether it's, you know, if you want to do it through Rising Spear, yeah, I and mean, they need it because they're the, the teams in the ACC are definitely at a disadvantage right now compared to those two conferences. It I didn't realize, and last thing on this, since we're answer, answering Loyal Knowles question, I don't think I ever realized to what degree ticket sales mattered. Oh man! I mean, like I, I'm not naive enough to no, think yeah. that a half-empty stadium is isn't bad. I know that's bad, but I didn't realize like, oh no, 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 the the, the millions ten, you lose, could be ten, tens, tens of millions of dollars, of dollars you right. lose out on, even if you're just like at sixty thousand instead of seventy-seven thousand or yeah, eighty thousand. And so season tickets, you know, they could sell about forty-five thousand season tickets somewhere in that ballpark. I'm not sure the exact number. In like 2013 and 14, that's where they were. At, that's where they were at. There are some years it's been down in like the high twenties. So now you're trying to sell all mm. these tickets game by game. It's a lot different to, to you know to make your nut. There's also a lot of you know you have the ability you know look if you brought a lot of guys back from this team, season ticket sales would sell better. Yes. So there is some math there about okay what what do we have? It's like free agency in football. Like okay if we go get Patrick Mahomes, we're going to sell out a seat. If the Braves go get Carlos Correa, they're going to sell out season tickets. Like that's you. So you have to do that math in your head. Is that is that cost effective and you have an ability now to try to keep players. Scott contributes. Sell tickets. Scott contributes and asks. It says a lot that players that have been under other staffs come here, really buy in, and go out of their way to praise the staff. Not sure most of us appreciate that enough. These uh, guys know. Yeah. So I'm well, saying transfers. Yeah. Um, I think it's true. I think it's true that uh, when you have a guy who had the talent that Jermaine Johnson did or Keir Thomas did, and there are others, of course, but those kinds of guys, high-profile guys that you know are NFL players that come in here and then say, hey, I was over here in the SEC and I sought another way and I went to Florida State and I loved that program. I elevated my stock. I was able to play and play well enough to get drafted. You know, I mean, that that goes a long way. And then, like I said the other day, now they're adding into the mix wins. 
You know, it's not yeah. just like I went there and that elevated helps. my now now I'm win- yeah. now we're that out helps. there winning games well, too. And here's the thing, even though the individual numbers might not be what they wanted, like I I'm sure Micah Pittman looked at this receiving core last year, came in thinking, Man, I'm gonna catch sixty balls with the, in that crew. He's not gonna do that. He's still having a decent year. He's still having a really solid year. But I do think these teams will be these players, because you're having more success in the way they play, scouts will look at them a little bit harder than they would if they were putting up big numbers on a bad football team. Because that is important because of the way you play, uh, how you handle your business. If you're in a winning program, that does matter. Man, there's a, It's not just because Georgia's got great players that they they did so well in the draft. Part of it is teams are looking at those kids because they know what it takes to win. When we beat Florida, do we give Mike the undated national championship plaque that A&M mm. gave Jimbo? smart. Make him pose with a dog or, yeah. I guess, renegade? Um. Ty wants to know along those lines, worst contract, Jimbo with A&M or FSU with the ACC? Yikes. That Jimbo contract F- is FSU, something. FSU. Well, long-term, it's FSU, but yeah, man alive. You think they'll do a revenue sharing where it's Florida State gets more because they bring in more? I, I was no, thinking about this no, yesterday. No, I don't think they will. When you look at the – you know how ACC does the condensed games on YouTube? They'll do like a 22-minute, yes. most of the important plays. All of Florida State's consistently get 150 to 200,000 views. As as guys that are into YouTube now, as a business, we know how important that is for yes. the company to get those many views for ad rates and everything else. Georgia Tech and Miami is getting forty two thousand. Georgia Tech, Boston College of Maine got five thousand. So you would think, you know, it's just there's there's more evidence also with all the ratings that if they wanted to keep Florida State happy and not keep them. Um, but the, looking elsewhere. The, but it just we've gone through. I mean, just yeah, it becomes, it's already. too problematic, and especially once you start losing, then what do you do? You give but the money they back. Talked about that. Have it, I mean, they, I mean, they, 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 they said, said they everything's said they, on the table. Yeah, they said they won't rule it out. Yeah. So I mean, okay. it's, I'm not saying it's not going to happen, yeah. but you know, it, it was a disaster in the Big Twelve. No, I, I I don't think it's going to happen, and I think we need to do everything in our power to get the hell up out of here as quickly as possible. Well, save for that, it would be cool if let's get on that. Whatever you got to do. I just wish there was a number. I swear if they gave you a number that you could find a way. I, I guarantee you the boosters and everybody else would rally around that. If they said, all right, look, you guys are so unhappy, $400 million, you can leave. Okay, what do we got to do? Remember when we wanted to fire Jeff Bowden? We had to elevate the cost of a Coke at the stadium. Everybody had to chip in for $20 yep. Cokes. Yep. We're in, baby. Let's go. Whatever yep. we got to do to ride, <laughs> let's go. Robert writes, gentlemen, love the show. My question is, what is the panic meter at for the basketball team after the 0-2 start? Well, it's 0-3, Robert. It's 0-3, and the panic meter is through the roof. If you're what's asking the, about what's the maximum, is it a hundred? Is it a thousand? I've mashed the, the red it's button. Pegged. It's, I, it's pegged. pegged. He's, red, yeah. he's redlining. Yeah, I've already mashed the red button. I mean, I, you you have a hard time figuring they're going to win double digit games. That's why I don't even know. That's like the panic. I went straight from. Hmm, you went to depression to, in the first half of the Stetson game. I did. I, I just you were depressed. I just w- looking at what well, they're facing. I don't see what are they going to do. I mean, like last night. You know, Hamilton was asked, and Chris Nee, I think, asked him about, you know, could you play maybe play some more zone because you only have seven <laughs> I guys. I love his answer to that, by the way. Which is fine. I mean, yeah. I, and I get where Hamilton's coming from. He's that's like, not what we do. The lights out, and we don't teach it. We, we don't. It's yeah. not what we do. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. Their whole system, their their whole system on offense and defense Correct. is really built on depth and and athletic ability and talent. And now you've got six or seven dudes, and the ability to, three of them are freshmen. Yeah, have size that can switch and all of that. I mean, yeah. so you're there's nothing they can do anymore. So to me, 
it's just all academic at this point. They're just going to lose a lot of basketball games. That's correct. She and might, that is- honestly, she might go with we're never, ever, <laughs> ever getting back together. That's another one. That's a staple, man. She's got to play that. Glenn wants to know, that. are there Thanks, ongoing Taylor. negotiations going on behind the scenes to break the ACC stranglehold? That's a good question. Ira, break down the <laughs> behind-the-scenes negotiations that are going on so that we can – rid ourselves of this ACC stranglehold. Look, man, if there's an escape hatch, they, we better, there's yeah, Florida better, State and some other schools will definitely it. be looking to Let's get through. Let's go. And I think, man, they're, yeah, they're exploring all their options. There's no question. I think the bigger, the bigger opportunity is going to be if the seismic shift continues to happen yes. to where they don't really have a choice. And the, but right now, here's an interesting thing. I think the Sports Business Journal reported this, and none of us – I don't. I haven't written about it. I don't know if anybody's talked about it. But remember when the numbers came out for the new deal was it the big, big the new Big Twelve deal, mm-hmm. and people were saying, "Oh, UCF's going to be making more than Florida State." From what I was, from what I guess the Sports Business Journal reported, like part of that negotiation was there's they're capped out at below the ACC. Like ESPN said, "We're going into this negotiation with you. You need to understand you're not going to make more than the ACC is." And I've heard that they they're saying the same thing basically to the Pac-12 if they end up going there, and. That tells me that they really want to keep the ACC together. So ESPN wants to keep the ACC because together. Because it's an entity that they've paid for, they put and a lot they of, put a lot of money up, into it. It's up a, in the ante, then. So, so that, that, again, that gets to where it's like, okay, either they're going to have to do more to keep it, or if everything has to change, and then ESPN can't block it anymore, and they just have to let it happen. Well, the, yeah, that, that actually is a problem that I'm worried about, is that the ESPN sees the ACC as an asset. Right. And they have to make money on that asset. And they have that contract. And they have the contract, and they're like, well, we don't want to just blow it up to blow it up. We're making money. Meanwhile, the SEC continues to stretch and build its lead. And, the and the hey, listen, ESPN's happy if they're making money off of both. They don't really care. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the worst case scenario. I almost envision like this crazy moment we wake up, and they're like, today, where, where's the new ACC home office going to be? Charlotte. Charlotte. Go, go figure. So then how great would that be? Like, like today, Clemson and Florida State fans were found burning the <laughs> ACC facility. We're not, we're not calling for that, though. That would be a great day. If it day. happens, it happens. Yeah, I don't just, know, it would be a great day. I'm just saying, man. I get this picture. People are like, no, no, this is not happening. You're not keeping us here. Simple Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners, it's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow 
grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. With so many sports books to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win. That platform is MyBookie. MyBookie, a huge selection of odds, props, and contests for all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. Stream games and live bet while you watch so you can turn game day into payday with MyBookie. Sign up free today. Use promo code WARCHANT and claim a half deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. That's promo code WARCHANT to claim your deposit bonus and give yourself the competitive edge. When you play with MyBookie, you're not just betting, you're joining the winning team. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. MyBookie. There you go, guys. I got a question before we go to other questions. Okay. Jimbo Fisher, true or false? Jimbo Fisher, next head coach at West Virginia. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, he would probably enjoy that. Corey, you false. didn't really answer it. False? false. False. I'll say true. Okay. All right. Well, you know he's telling Jimmy, make it happen. Get me out of here. Get me Can't back in here. Give Don't me... have enough resources. They won't give me what I need. Get me back to the hills where I Come feel comfortable. Speaking of that, how great was that in Germany? Saw some people giving. Uh, uh, it was saw, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I saw some people giving – it was really cool. I saw some people giving uh, our friends at ESPN some grief, uh, David and Andrea, for that article that they wrote a couple years ago or last year, uh, looking at the explainer and all the problems at FSU, which I felt like was a lot of Willie's people and Jimbo's people all crapping on FSU. And here we are a year later in Florida State, 7-3, and three, and those two guys are not having that much success. So anyway, I just I'm, – I'm, I'm on board with those people. I'm not getting into a pissing match on Twitter with, with – uh, David or Andrea, who both of whom I like very much, but I did not like that article, and I think it's proving that Florida State wasn't the root of all their problems. Yeah. Uh, Crazily, you can win here. Yeah, you can definitely win here. You could always win here. And I'm not saying there, that Jimbo didn't have some valid concerns, but the way the article was written was ridiculous. Especially the part about how Jimbo wanted to put more into academics, but the school did not. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, didn't mean I to... thought there were elements of the article that were ridiculous and yes. some others that were spot on. So I thought it was a mixed bag there. But yes, Andrew writes, well, the mystery is solved. The JMA Dome clearly stands for just make a lot. A victory sausage, that is. Corey, mm. I believe you were wrong about that Syracuse player wearing a girdle. That little Nikita Whitlock wannabe was, was letting it all hang out. He goes on to say, finally, after Jimbo gets his kick, uh, kiss my ass on Main Street moment in a week or so, are we sending him an invite to the on-field celebration of the 2013 national title team next year? Ooh, that's, you know, well, so many, so many of those guys are still in the league, including Mario Edwards. I didn't know that guy was yeah. still playing. He's mm-hmm. still playing and starting for the, a good defense. Bobby Hart's um, still playing in the league. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Demarcus Walker, he was on that team. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's still playing football. So uh, I yeah. don't know if they'll have – you don't really need a 10-year anniversary. I just don't know how many guys would come back because they're all going to have games the next day. It is an interesting question. Yes, the Jimbo, spirit of the question, though, is interesting. Has no. enough time passed? Nope. Nope. Not not for me, it hasn't. Well, It's not like he said, thank you so much. I've loved my time here. He he. No, no, I get no, no, Corey, you don't have to relive state. the I – get, I get it. I know how it happened. I know everything that yeah. happened. But But I would tell you that I do believe – 
the time heals all wounds, and that guy will be back for the 20-year anniversary, yeah, and people will cheer him. When he retires from soon. West Virginia. People people will cheer him. But that's yeah, interesting. for now. It's interesting that 10 years isn't even enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's only been five since he left. Hey, guys, love listening to you and can't wait for these next couple of months. My question is, do you think we have a shot at a New Year's Six Bowl? No, no. It's North, North there's Carolina, a, Clemson, and Notre Dame are all in front of you. I hear the there's a mathematical chance for the Orange Bowl, but I don't. I haven't looked into it to see. You know, this is an interesting question. We get a lot of this. I think people have asked this before, but maybe it helps us illuminate a little bit for others that don't know why. Um, Scooter Noel wants to know why D. Rob's son isn't in the running to come to FSU since he's a legacy, and Lord knows FSU could use that kid at that position. But, they run some cool stuff for their oh, tight ends. Oh, and yeah, and it's a shame that he was soured on it so early because of what was going on here at the time that he became an emerging star in the world of high school football because I do think, given the way they want to use that position and all of the attention that he would get if he played it here uh, because he'd put up numbers and he would be utilized in a way that would certainly propel his draft stock even further, I think, uh, NFL film-wise – but, yeah, I think the ship has sailed. Now he's wanted by Ohio State, Alabama, Southern Cal, you name it. He's not been down here. I don't think he, yeah. It would be fun to have Dominic do a watch-along with his kid playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's frustrating, but there, that's that's where you're at. When you're down in the doldrums, when, you're, when you stink for as long as we do, I mean, that, that's some of the stuff yeah. that can happen. Uh, do you think this team finally believes that they are good enough to beat anyone, writes Travis? Um and he wants yeah. to. Is, is that why they're so dominant now? Well, they're healthy now. I think now they're good too. enough to beat anyone, except maybe Georgia and Ohio State. I think every from three to a hundred, I think they could. If they played well, they could beat any of them. Yeah, yeah, given the way the seasons played out this year, there are some matchups where I would say the matchup is a problem for them. But that's anybody. That's really anybody. I, yeah. So yeah, I do think if they during pregame warmups, I think if they looked over to Georgia's side of the field. <laughs> They might realize that okay, this is gonna be a little bit different than what we've been going up yeah. against. But uh, from from a, just a team standpoint, yeah, I mean, I think they would be confident. I think that is a big part of it. This team is extremely confident right now, but not fake confident. I really believe they believe in themselves. Yeah, I think they're a good team. I said it earlier in the show. I think they're a very good football team. And if you're a very good football team, you could beat a lot of these teams anywhere from ten to twenty, or or you know, also, seven to twenty, or whatever. Especially at well, this yeah, time LSU, of year. What's LSU going to be this week? Right, Five? right. There and you they go. beat them. Yeah. Well, then that's like if Florida State and LSU are kind of in that same part where they're playing their best now, and they've got healthy quarterbacks. That's such a big deal. Yeah. I mean, like the last three teams. You know, you said they had their quarterback. Schrader was back there for Syracuse, but he wasn't the same guy. No, and no. so that changes a lot. If the Noles- I, 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 well, I haven't watched LSU much since that game, and I know they they've won some games. I'm still not impressed with that quarterback, man. You were yeah. if Jordan Travis comes back, looking ahead because we're all about looking ahead to next year. That opener, you still have, I think, a distinct quarterback advantage there. Now, it'd be cool if the Perkins kid left. <laughs> if the portal money gets to him, because sweet Jesus, well, he's a freshman, so I don't think he's leaving. He could go to the portal. <laughs> Florida State loves linebackers that sack guys too. Uh, Zach writes: If the Knolls finish ten and three and get the bulk of the team back next year, which would include Jordan Travis, would you pick them to win the ACC? I would. Yeah, I would pick. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think they're on the precipice of being that team. I do, especially uh, if they finished out with six wins and then the, most of the core. Came well, and then back. yeah, and he's yeah. saying if they're all coming back yeah. for the most part yeah. coming back. Yeah, I would. I would pick them. What about if uh the losses are Fabian Lovett, Jamie Robinson and 
one of uh, Verse or Johnny Wilson. Yeah, I'm not in love with that option. Um, yeah, that but wasn't that was, a question. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's more realistic than everybody's coming back. I mean... Well, let, allow us to live. I think I, I, I think there's a good... Listen, I, I, I we said this last week when we were all kind of debating this. I think Verse is probably gone. It seemed to me to make sense if Fabian Lovett is going to get drafted in the first couple of rounds for him to leave. Um, Didn't they just announce Lovett and Jamie got invited to the Senior Bowl? Senior Bowl. Did they? Yeah. yeah. Won't we know if they walk on Senior Day? Wouldn't that be a good indication that they're Could not be. coming yeah, back? Pro- probably so. Right, well, once we get the senior day walkout list, we'll we'll have a good idea what 2023 is going to look like. But Shuffle yeah, the, if they all came the back, returns. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Sean wants to know, do any of you watch the playoff rankings on Tuesday and think to yourself, well, first of all, Sean, I don't do that. Secondly, yep. he goes on to say, and think to yourself, with better in-game coaching, we should be in the top 10. Nope. No, I don't think that. Nope. Mm-mm. Do you? No, I don't think, yeah, I don't think in-game coaching was... The reason they're if not. It's, if yeah. you the the NC State at the end, sure, that's that's yeah. warranted. Yeah. But it's also that same in-game coaching that that you're seven and three, and he's a very he's he, he's done a really good job. From with a game playing standpoint, just, week to week, Florida State is very very good. Yeah. It's a matter of yeah. whether or not they execute it. That's not a cop out. That's a fact. Jordan didn't play well in the second half against the NC State game. His receivers played terribly in that game. Period. Yeah. It was not scheme that was the problem. Nathaniel writes, if you guys were hypothetically speaking, of course, trying to take the next step with your defensive staff, would you guys opt for a couple more really dynamic recruiters as position coaches, say maybe DB and linebacker coach, and ride with an established DC whose scheme and calls are already in place, but who isn't dynamic on the trail, or go for, quote, a guy that can do both at DC, but who's a bigger risk of getting poached moving on to be a head coach as a result? P.S. Corey, the hour number two was incredible. I laughed so hard and watched it a good 20 times. It didn't even have the high-pitched voice crack we've heard many times so long ago. But your hilarious homage to the great Jeff Cameron gave us such a laugh while reminding everyone what a professional Jeff really is. (laughs) Uh, I always remember, uh, the imitation is a sincere form of flattery. And I do pay homage to you as much as possible. In every walk of life. Yeah, that's true. I've caught you doing the mall a couple times. It's crazy. Corey yeah, could, could actually Corey could actually have a full head of hair. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, I don't want alas, it. No. Don't want it. I want to yeah. look like you. Yeah. This is like a single white male yeah. type scenario. A, a very long question, but it's from our guy Nathaniel Hornblower, who we love. Uh, listen, it, the the question about DC I and mean, all I, the staff—it's an interesting one, anyhow. But that's very—he's talking very hypothetical, right? I mean, like, there's no chance they're making a move for Adam Fuller to another defensive coordinator. Uh, probably not. No. I wouldn't think so. Not now. Uh, I thought so earlier. Coaches, look, I think there will be some staff shake up here. I, I think that one or two guys will definitely be gone in the offseason. I believe that. All right. Alex Atkins made the list of the Broyles assistants. Uh, well, there's 50 of them, but he's one of the semifinalists. Somehow semifinalists are 50, but he's one of the semifinalists for that. I think um, Alex will be award. here next year. I'm excited about him returning next season. Yeah, and back to the original question, though. I, I don't. Mickey Andrews was not a great recruiter. You don't have to be a great recruiter as a defensive coordinator, right. but you need more on the staff. But you need some staff. others on yeah. the staff, that's for sure. Uh, no, well, I, that's I, the next step. If Norvell, he has to do, you know, he has to do a lot of self-evaluating uh, too. Like, okay, we 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 certainly have this defense at a good place. We have this program at a really good place. Is this good enough? Do I need to do something else to ex- to make it better? And that's their again, job, right? You always that's, have that's to his that. job. That's his call. And if he thinks, okay. This position coach, he's done a decent job. He's done a fine job, but there's somebody else out there that could be a rock star here and that could really help us. Well, I mean, those are the tough decisions you get paid I think $5 the good million news, to make. I think the good news here is rather than speculate on which guys are going to be here and which ones aren't right now, 
is to just know that they've established themselves now as a program moving in the right direction. Thus, if you want to bring somebody in, there are options. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Hiring, hiring new assistant coaches is a from this position is a lot different than if they yeah. limped in at 7-5. Yeah. and five. So they're in a position of strength, unlike where they six. were a year ago. They now have opportunities that if they were to extend an offer, the coach wouldn't say, are you crazy? You're about to get fired. Yeah. Now he'd say, oh, you're going to be there for the long term. All right. This stability. fan base really likes this team and seems to really like this coach that's there's a lot of positive momentum well let's see if they lose again but there's a lot of positive momentum around this program that I think an outsider could really feel no fans unite wants to know uh my question is do you guys have any info about wide receiver Darian Williamson we actually wrote about today because yeah, we've had a lot of questions that. on the message boards I asked Mike Norvell today he said you know the last time we saw him was was it the BC game where he got when he yeah. limped, mm-hmm. limped off the field yeah he had five uh, catches for 98 yards in like two minutes and uh yeah Norvell said he's uh getting closer to being back and they hope he will maybe make an appearance before the end of the season uh, if those BC kids are like, man, what? I wonder what kind of year 21's having. Let's go check those stats. Is he up to, is he up to 700 yards? One uh, wonder. Dad guy writes, Macho Man elbow drop, Stone Cold Stunner, Tombstone piled over, Clemson, UF, Miami. Huh. Nice. Nice. All right. Like it. Uh, can you guys explain what happened to the basketball program? We did a little earlier. Uh, they are injury riddled. They whiffed on a couple of guys. It's a nightmare. They got screwed by the NCAA as well. It all adds up to a woeful start to the season, and it's going to be a long year. He wants to know if it's recoverable. That is the greater question, and I think there's a lot of ways to attack that, but we don't have the time because I was just told we're told one minute, and it's not It's not time to do this. It's not time yeah. to tackle the long-term question about what, Florida State no, basketball. This, this year is not recoverable. Your I don't most think talented so. player doesn't come back until January. By that time, what's your record? 3-11, and 4-10, and 10, you're not making the what, tournament. What's your favorite what's Taylor album, Corey? <laughs> ah, you, got to, you got to throw it on him. There you go. 1989, you know, because it's got blank space. I think it's got Shake It Off, Ira. I just I'm looked just, it up, by the way. I had named the two Taylor Swift songs I could think of, so I had to go on iTunes to think of a, to find another one. And I think Blank Space is one of her, maybe one of her two or three bands. I think the last song on that record is the song called Sober, and it's one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. That's actually true. That's it. <laughs> How do you even know that? Because Ryan Adams remade it and it became good. Oh, all right. Uh, Okay, cool. With respect to her, though, she writes her own music. That is correct. That is correct. Enough. All right, I'm turning him off. That's it. He just kept pushing it. (laughs) Goodbye, Corey. You've been turned off. Uh, Or he's multi. Now he's he's turned off. There you go. It's just you and me, buddy. Goodbye, Corey. You've been annexed. That's it. (laughs) You're gone. Bye. Uh, that's it well wave done. goodbye Thanks, there Matthew. it is for uh cory clark who's already been removed he's already clicked himself out of here as well and irish fell up jeff thanks for listening everybody we love doing it it was good we'll talk to you again next week peace